0: So we've got, let's share screen and take it from there. So we'll look at Making Holy, Alif Mim and Salma's House. And uh, if, Baki, if you could lead us in Fatiha. Alhamdulillah.
1: <laughs> I would be laying in a shaitan <speaking> in a gym. i Yaka nabudu, do by Yaka Rastahim. In
0: so, today be watching for this triptych, the one, two, three, or the one, three, two. Uh, we'll be looking at that. Um, one of the things that Ibn Arabi does with the, the night prayers, as he explains, Allah comes. Down in the third part of their the third remaining part of the night, and Allah says that I will teach you what I meant by this or that verse, or this or that hadith, and so this teaching is a divine commentary, and Ibn Arabi uses that a lot inside the Futuhat, um, and right now I'm opening up or expanding the hadith Qudsi, this one clause is actually has a number of clauses inside of it and so the divine commentary of i am a treasure is i am a treasure concealed inside a treasure chest lodged inside your chest so if you look at this first triptych that we have treasure treasure chest in your chest so it's actually treasure in your chest, in a treasure chest so we'll be looking at these, this three, that we'll be seeing this three as we go. And so let's hear the, uh, the poem right now. Thanks.
2: Who purifies the soul, whose traces and tracks are not cleared away in us, will be a kudus, sanctifier. He will return to bring a pure kingdom far from impurity who is in his turns by the wind, the despairing Iblis. I apply conveyances toward the sanctifier in order for him to become fortunate by charity and purification and by the encompassing cosmic throne and his population and by the highest matter of all the matters. Indeed, the sanctifier has no equal. By him, I am preserved for him and by him is my resurrection. There is nothing concealed by the true and the chest inside of the Jew in us is in the chests.
0: Yes. so this is so very important and um, a lot of us on the spiritual path often miss this or even tend to diminish it. And so we need to remember, do not clear away the tracks and traces of the treasure chest. So the treasure chest is where everything happens in this triptych in the middle that's where everything happens and we'll see that throughout this presentation, so do not clear away the tracks and traces of the treasure chest. And so nothing is concealed by the true, so the true is not concealed, because the the true is in this complete triptych there in the middle so that's why we do not try to clear away the tracks and traces the imperfections or the details of this treasure chest and uh last night in the dhikr, sheka faria was telling us about so much that we can understand is that concealing of the divine origin of humanity and so it's for us here today you all and me to understand that the human being uh, has divine origin and that uh, we don't diminish that because if we diminish the human being we diminish the divine so that's keep this in mind as we go throughout this talk today so the triptychs is about alif lam mim is one of the many ways of saying it ibn Arabi has a number of ways of looking at all of all of these threes one of them is alif lam mim so let's look at that now. After this is clarified, he says, confirm that the aleph is the substantive that, who, of the sentence, that is her name. And the lam is the that, that is exactly the adjective, so who she is. And the meme is exactly that verb, what she does. Their mystery that is hidden is the site of their being. So the alef, is the, the zat is her name and then all the way over here the, the the next is the lam is the dot of the adjective what she does and then over way over here is the meme of what she does of who she is and what she does and then in this middle is where being is so wujud being is in this middle and this is the way it is for the holy spirit so, quds, so qudus and quds One time, this Holy Spirit shines radiantly in Tajali in the image of Dehya, who was the most handsome man of the time among the Arabs, or another, and he, the Holy Spirit, Gabriel, Jibril, radiated brilliantly in Tajali and filled the horizon, so the wings filling the horizon, and he radiated brilliantly in the image of a speck on the mirror, which is a moment in the Jummah, the Day of Gathering, and the images variegated over him. So here he was and the images came over him or he variegated in the images or he's variegating in these images and we still know that it was him. In the place where he is the Holy Spirit purified and sanctified from alteration in his thought, but that was the way we perceived him, so this is the way we perceive and we do not diminish that we do not diminish the tracks and the traces. So the word, Jesus, the word of Allah is kudus, is sanctifying. And the Holy Spirit, Jibril, is kudus. And the changings flush against us are the sight of being. So flush against us are the, is the site of being. So we watch for this triptych throughout. Another way Ibn Arabi looks at this grammatically is Zayd, the child of Amr, runs. So Zayd seems quite solid. The child of Amr is a correlation or relation and is already quite um, removed from touching, not very palpable. And then runs, this verb, is the most transcendent of all. It's the most difficult to see. It can't be seen. You cannot see running. You can see Zayd, and here's Zayd, and here's Zayd. You can't see running. And so we can look at the Aleph as the running We can look at the last part as Zed and the correlation between running and Zed is in the middle. So that's the the triptych that we're looking at. And when we look in the mirror, it is you, it is not you and it is not not you. So the Aleph is the substance is not her name. The Lam is exactly who she is and the meme is exactly what she does. And the mystery then is hidden in the sight of their being. So we watch this middle part, and this is where being takes place. And so uh, let's hear this passage. Um,
3: It is just as we say about the glass colored by various colorations. When the light hits the glass and the light of the rays disperse, like as a prism into different colors, This is because of the properties of colored entities in the glass. We ourselves know that the light does not dye anything with these colors, despite the sense of sight witnessing the coloration of the light into different colors. So then we sanctify and make holy, tactis, kudus, that light in itself from any receptivity to coloration in its essential self. In fact, we testify to its being free and clear of that coloration. And we know that it is not possible for us to perceive the situation in any way but this.
0: Thank you, so that's so very, very important. That color that is dying us, is coming onto us and variegating us is not absorbed in us. So we remain uh, the dark receptive projection screen. And on top of that or flush against that projection screen is being all of these variegating colors. So the variegating colors are flush against our selves. Our selves are invisible. All that can be seen is what's being projected onto us. And what's being projected onto us does not transform us. And does not change us into divinity and so we remain sanctified and wholly apart from the divine and that's necessary for us to be the place where the projection screen is placed over us and flush against this projection screen is the variegating colors of being So this is all takes, a, we're kind of moving towards this place. And so now the triptych again. So you could, we're saying here that the mim is the always ever complete transmission of who. So let's look at how all of this works. We're looking at now the senses. So when we perceive this being, the variegation of colors that is flush against us, then how are we perceiving it? And we're perceiving it by the senses. And, the, and these senses function in a very important way that is uh, something Ibn Arabi has explained quite beautifully and is very far in away from our conventional understanding. So God has made this as an alert for us that there is then no truth that divine power to accomplish does not penetrate into, contrary to what the people of intellectual examination presume. So everything has the divine power to accomplish penetrated into. In fact, this truth is God's setting up her flush against this image with the imperative be, kun kun. And it is alert and alert that this truth is that the things whose perception is linked to power to accomplish are not perceived based on this image, for instance, the eye being sight and nothing else, for instance, being hearing god is saying no it is our setting of her flesh against the image thus one perceives the entirety of the known objects all of them by means of a single truth so that means not by various faculties when the truth so wishes this is why we stated a perceptive faculty turns unexpectedly to that which typically is not the one to perceive for instance the blind person would perceive color through touch or someone smells something and sees what it is. Now learn, you who are catching all of this, that everything that enters under the encompassing fence is something fashioned or created. It is your sight. Therefore, do not seek the true inside or outside the fence. Both the entrance and the exit are based on new qualities. Thus, observe the all in the all, and you shall find the all. So, when we look at this triptych right here, the sides are the entrance and the exit, and those sides are new. So, that's not where we find the old, the transcendent, the absolutely other, the inaccessible thought. We don't find that uh, at the entrance and at the exit. And so we do not seek the true inside or outside the fence. So I think on the spiritual path, we often try to go outside the fence to perceive God to perceive who. And this is a diminishment of the divine and it's also going to be impossible, you don't find the inaccessible Zat. she is inaccessible and she is everything other than us. And she is therefore outside of us and we cannot go outside to perceive her we perceive her in being and so we don't go outside the fence nor do we go inside the fence and look inside um, that uh, me as this dark projection screen we look at the projection screen as all because the projection screen is coming from somewhere going to this screen which is provided by something me and so all of that comes together as observe the all in the all and you shall find the all. And so. When we look at this portrait what comes across to us is not and this i've always been fascinated by this that someone like Elizabeth can put down dots and colors and we see something. And I always thought that, you know, realistic uh, paintings that you would put every, you're doing a tree and every tree, every branch would have to be there. And this is saying that someone can take up dots and lines and I will suddenly see a tree. And so this is how Ibn Arabi is telling us we perceive the divine. There are pieces, tracks and traces that when we see these tracks and traces, we recognize the divine. And so that's why we don't diminish the tracks and the traces. So back to the Aleph Lam Meme as a way of describing all of this. The meme belongs to the mulk, the kingdom, which is not destroyed. So we are stabilized. And so we are the meme that is stabilized so that we are not destroyed by the projection light that's coming into us. And so it's, not, it's coming flush against us and it's not being absorbed by us and it's not changing us see the light the divine light does not change me into divinity I have to stay wholly apart from the divine so we always think about putting the divine wholly apart from us well this is making us wholly apart from the divine and the Lamb in the middle is the mediation so that she may be an anchor between the two so this anchor between the two is seeing the all within the all Look at the line on which the drawn lam rests, and you will find the aleph. Now, this is fascinating, that when you look at the aleph-lam meme, there is an aleph that could be seen uh, projecting from the lam horizontally to the line. And you will find the meme from there beginning her formation. So after this aleph, the meme begins the formation. Then she descends to the finest statue, so this is from Qur'an and that is the line to the lowest of the low, asan al-taqweem. So it comes from the asan al-taqweem, the most beautiful of all statues, and goes to the lowest of the low, which is this meme going down. And so the meme has to be low, the meme has to be able to be purified from becoming divine so that the picture can work. He said, we created humanity with the finest stature, then we returned him to the lowest of the low. And the descent of the Aleph to the line is like a statement. Our Lord descends down to the sky of this world in the third remaining part of the night. So the Aleph is the our Lord descends to the to the sky of this world in the third remaining part of the night. And one of the, one of the events that takes place with this descent is divine commentary. So Allah says, I will tell you what I meant in the Quran by this verse and that verse. And so this is where we receive divine commentary which is expanding on the clauses that we find in quran and the clauses that we find in hadith so we have the triptych again so this one gets you know this it is complicated this one as we establish the adjective so an adjective let's say a black painting is the described object itself the painting in this topic and chapter i mean the personal adjective just as the meaning returns about which one says it does not stand by itself and must be in or descriptive of something else like a black painting so in this way the image which is the thing by which it is known returns to an idea this is in order for you to verify yourself the idea the meaning and it's cleaving to the thing by which it is known so the meaning cleaves to the thing by which it is known so the black Cleaves to the black painting, to the painting, just as these ideas cleave together. Thus, there begins to be, based on their cleaving together, a zat standing up by herself, a black painting. You say about her, a body, a man, a horse, a plant. So understand. So they adhere, the meaning adheres. Now, the possessor of knowledge of taste begins to taste, and the possessor of knowledge of smell to smell. And the meaning of this is that one does to something else what the taste does, if one is a possessor of tasting or what the smell does, if one is a possessor of smelling. Thus, the something has been glued and made to adhere virtually to its meaning, and it begins to become in itself a meaning by which the perceiver of the things perceives, just as the viewer looking at the mirror perceives things which are not perceived in this state only in the mirror so you can see you can look at a mirror and you can see someone behind you or to the left or right the teacher abu Madian, let me push this over here the teacher abu Madian had a child from a black woman and abu Madian was a possessor of sight so this child he was a child of seven years would look out and say i see on the sea in such and such a place a boat and such and such has happened there then, after some days, this boat would arrive in Béjaïa, Algeria, and the city, the city this child was in, the matter turning out to be just as the child had said. So they would ask the child, how do you see? And he would say, with my eye. Then he would say, no, rather I see with my heart. And then he would say, no, rather I see by my father. When he is present and I look at him, I see this that was reported to you. And when he is absent from me, I do not see any of it. And here will this this Ilahi will lead us into our our next places. Allahu
4: Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Has my life been lost? Have I been destroyed? Have I lost my mind? Am I mad with love? Am I flame or moth? Am I goal or path? Am I naked truth? Am I all alone? Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Nura Vashki sings, dervish circle sings, All creation sings, Ashki is in love. Bow is drawn with love, archer sights with love. Target waits with love, arrow flies with love. Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah. Allah. Medina bears the rose, the fragrance of the rose. Medina bears the tomb. The tomb is full of light. My mind is full of light. My heart is full of light. My soul is full of light. My limbs are full of light. Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu Allah, Allahu
1: Allah.
0: So, so we're looking at these three. We're looking at treasure, treasure chest, and chest. So we go inside to look for the treasure chest, and we look for the variegating colors of the treasure chest. And that is how we perceive the who. That is how we perceive essence. Not perceiving essence or seeing essence, but seeing the treasure chest in which concealed is who. And so I think uh, Omra will take all of this. Here we go.
5: The latter part is his saying, make me light. Saying, make me you. And the descent of the Aleph to the line is like his statement, our Lord Rabbana descends to the sky of this world in the third remaining part of the night. اللهم اجعل في قلبي نورا وفي لساني نورا وفي سمعي نورا وفي بصري نورا ومن فوقي نورا ومن تحتي نورا وعن يميني نورا وعن شمالي نورا ومن أمامي نورا ومن خلفي نورا واجعل في نفسي نورا واعظم لي نورا وعظم لي نورا واجعل لي نورا واجعلني نورا اللهم اعطني نورا واجعل في عصبي نورا وفي لحمي نورا وفي دمي نورا وفي شعري نورا وفي بشري نورا اللهم اجعل نورا في قبري ونورا في عظامي وزدني نورا وزدني نورا وزدني نورا وهب على it has come in the true report from god about the creature who approaches God through extra devotions until he loves it, that he says, and when I love it, I become the hearing by which it hears and the sight by which it sees. The hadith continues. By him, one hears and sees and speaks and strikes and runs. This is the meaning of our statement. The verified one returns to be like an ideational image of whatever one was verified and validated to be. Thus, you look at your parents in the same way as human beings look with their eyes into the mirror. So understand, their image is you because you came from them, but they are not you. And in the mirror, It is you, it is not you, and it is not not you. In this way is the possessor of one of the path of these faculties. You combine the all into a single one and you see by means of every faculty and you hear by means of every faculty and you smell by means of every faculty. And this is the fullest and most complete aggregation of things to be perceived.
0: Yeah. So this is the, also then looking at treasure, treasure chest, chest, looking inside and seeing the treasure chest. And the word here is lodged. The treasure chest is lodged inside the chest. And lodging inside the chest is the word we use, talqin. And talqin is that one thing that we know that is uh, lodged inside of us and we need to find the one thing that we know lodged inside of us, that's the treasure chest. When we find the treasure chest that is lodged inside of us and we learn the treasure chest, then we are able to go into this place, open the treasure chest and see the concealed who. And so this is why we have uh, uh, Isa Salam Jesus and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa saying, I do not know what is in yourself, meaning your meaning inside my chest which is your chest which is yourself i do not know what is inside of you so we say with adab i don't know what is inside yourself yourself which is lodged inside of me in this treasure chest
3: and i'm going to take this too
5: من عاد لي ولياً فقد آذنته بحرب مني وما تقرب لي عبدي بشيء أحب إلي مما افترضته عليه وما زال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل حتى أحبه فإذا أحببته كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به وبصره الذي يبصر به ويده الذي يبطش بها وَقَدَمُهُ الَّتِي يَمْشِي بِهَا وَإِذَا سَأَلَنِي لأعطينه. وَإِذَا اسْتَغْفَرْنِي لَأَغْفِرَنَّ لَهِ وَإِذَا اسْتَعَادَنِي أعفته. This is the place of what the Messenger of God sallallahu alaihi wasallam, asked in his du'a make me light so God answered his du'a And he reported to us that he sent him to the people as good tidings and a warning, inviting to God by his leave and as a lamp illuminated. So he made him a light, just as he had asked. His word to his Lord, make me light, is may I be in my essence, the very name of the divine light. For whomever the true is his hearing and his seeing and his tongue and his hand and his foot, and he did not speak from the lower self, then he is not he himself. And then there remains nothing for one who sees him to be seen except God. Whether that observer recognizes that or does not recognize it, this is how the people of knowledge of god witness him
0: so this is why we don't diminish uh we don't diminish what we see and we don't diminish the hand which has become the hand of allah we don't diminish the sight which has become allah's sight and so we don't diminish the tracks and the traces and so we come to where when someone is made light, then we see the light of the nur, we see Allah, and so this is uh, to diminish or is to then to deny the divine origin of humanity, so we need to see the divine origin of humanity and not diminish humanity and thereby diminish the divinity. So let's see if we can go through this. The main, what you need to get from here especially is Rab. The word Rab is Lord, cherisher, and the one who brings things to their utmost perfection. So one learns that the divine names, all of them are like the mu'minun, they are siblings. So make peace among your siblings, meaning when they are mutually discordant. For example, the divine name exalter and the divine name abaser, and the divine name Harmer and the divine name Benefactor. Besides the names confronting each other, these other names are siblings delighting with heart dilation in each other. So some of them, Rahman and Rahim, are heart dilating in each other. And it's only the name Arab who makes peace amongst the names because he is the peacemaker. And the Mu'min is also a peacemaker in the place he is a mirror. So by being a mirror, and your sibling is your mirror, and so Al-Mu'min is your mirror, uh, that peace is made between discordant or, or disharmonious beings or names. So rub is the body is to be raised to its utmost perfection. So rub is the one who takes care of and raises the body to its utmost per- perfection. The contradictory hot, cold, wet, dry they're not eliminated or suppressed, but brought to utmost perfection. So the tracks and the traces are not to be removed or suppressed. This is aided by the microbiota and the divine names which are complementary or antagonistic. So we have this amazing chat, amazing passage where Ibn Arabi says, let me move this here, you should learn that in bread and water, And in all foods and drinks and clothes and sitting places are fine spirits strange, who are the inner secret of your life and your knowledge and your praise of your cherisher and raising your station in the presence of your vision of your creator on the dune during the visit. So this is the senses and the body being raised to utmost perfection. And these these small, strange, fine spirits inside the gut are doing that and what they do is they are the inner secret of your life and your knowledge and your praise and they raise your station in the presence of the creator on the dune for the visit these spirits have a sacred trust with these physical forms that they are fulfilled that they fulfill to this guardian spirit consigned in gossamer can you see one of the spirits how he carries out his trust To he who is the secret of life when he conveys his sacred trust to the inner secret he expels either from the direction something came in from and it is called belching and vomiting or from another direction and it is called defecation and urination in this way the spirit alternates by turns the developmental stages of being he bears he dresses he turns with the spin of the sphere like the water wheel as long as God wishes, the all-knowing, the all-determining. The spirit is excused for his passion towards these physical beings because he sees clearly what he wants with them. They are the lodge of his beloved. So we're looking for the lodge of our beloved and the lodge of our beloved is seen by the spirit, the ruh. And so we are asking the ruh that we have to see clearly the lodge of our beloved so this is uh in the illustrated guide we talk about the Salma's house so i pass by houses the house of salma i kiss this wall and that wall it is not love of houses that is made off with my heart it is love for the one who lives in that house so the animal spirit the spirit animated in nature-based forms is nothing but that breath and each breath is in the spirit of each one of the two breathers in and out. And by the spirit, the one who kisses him, revives him during the moment of sighing, respiration and kissing. Then what had been a spirit belonging to Zayd begins to become a spirit belonging to Amr through breath exiting from the one who loves. Thus the spirit takes on the formal shape of love and the pleasure of love comes with it. When it becomes a spirit in this person to whom it is transferring and the breath of the other starts to become a spirit in this other, you express this as two individuals becoming unified, each one with the other. And then it is correct for you to say, I am the one I love and the one I love is I. This is the utmost endpoint of spirit based love in the nature based form. It is the statement in the poem, in the first part of the chapter on love, in the openings revealed in Mecca, spirit to spirit, body to body prone. And if we open up the divine commentary, and this, we say this was Adab, if we and The utmost endpoint of divine love is when Allah loves in nature-based forms. So when Allah loves in nature-based form, This is the utmost endpoint of divine love. into the, the next stage
6: assalamu alaikum <laughs> Shuaib. thank you so much beautiful teaching today um, first question if you do not look inside to perceive the essence then what is the mystic teaching of looking inside the heart
0: yeah so what we're doing when we look inside the heart then is we see this middle part of the triptych we're looking at the colors that are variegating and so the special face that is of the true which is in every created being so the special face of the true which is in every created being flush against this special face is coming the light from the divine and so the who zat essence is projecting light onto that special face flush against that special face so that's what we're looking at when we're looking into the heart so that's why we go into the heart to see these variegating colors because we perceive the variegating colors not by our eyes, our ears, our noses, or anything else like that, we, re- we receive them by seeing by all of the faculties which are receiving this tajalli, this radiant brilliance from the divine. So the radiant brilliance of the divine comes first to the special face, which is in every created being. That's where we see all. So we see the all by the all in the all. And these this does not transform our special face does not transform us but remains flush against the the special face. And so because all information, all knowledge, all mysteries, all secrets are in that special face, flush against that special face, we dive into that with eyes and ears and nose and, and skin and all of these faculties of senses. And those are how we perceive what's happening there. And what we see could be seen by hearing. So we can hear something and see it visually. So sometimes you might hear a note or a sound, um, a musical sound, and you might see that as something and not just hear it as something. And that's because the senses are the variegating colors upon flush against this special face. And they're not just eyes seeing sight and ears hearing sounds.
6: How does one perceive the treasure chest?
0: So the treasure chest to be perceived is what's the treasure chest lodged inside the chest so we had that in that first the last line of the poem today so the true conceals nothing because in the chest in the chests and so that in our chest the sudur and the in our chests and the sudur um is the and the, the chest has the two contradiction or two opposite semantic fields the first chest is what comes first. So you say the chest is what comes first when you confront someone. The chest is also the origin, where things come from. So it's a complete opposite. So there's the chest, which is my chest, which is the most outer part of me, which confronts. And then there is the chest, which is the most inward part of me. And so southern means both of those. So what is most outside of me and what is both most inside of me. Inside that chest, the treasure chest and the treasure chest has been lodged there it's the secret that the divine lodges inside chests so that the divine can be recognized so i am a treasure concealed in a treasure chest inside lodged inside your chest and i want to be loved and known and worshiped and so i created inside you a chest lodged in that chest and introduced yourself to me and then you recognized me and you loved me so the way that Allah is loved which is why the creation is here the way Allah is loved is that we recognize the treasure chest that we have lodged inside of us to recognize and worship the divine
6: how are we verified and validated
0: to be so the verification here is the is to is to know the truth of the divine origin of humanity so verification and validation is to know that this we are here only because we are have divine origin and we in bodies and with senses are the way that the divine feels and perceives itself. So again, we would never diminish this body, diminish the senses, because that is the way the divine perceives herself. If we're talking about uluhiya, she perceives herself. If we're talking about haq, we say it perceives itself. And so this is why we, we exalt uh, the colors that are variegating in us, because and flush against us, because they are being.
6: I think I understand the end, that the full ex- expression of Allah is within the nature-based relationship. About the beginning, the triptych and the prism colors in the middle, we are not to look for God by going outside or by prying into our own subconscious, but by becoming engaged with the traces of the colors as they shift and play during our lives. Alhamdulillah, if I have it wrong, please tell me.
0: That is perfect, that's exactly it. Um, We don't go outside. So here we have the variegating colors. These variegating colors are flush against our special face. These variegating colors are what we are seeing in every Tajalli and every shining radiant brilliance that we see around us and all of that we don't go outside of that so there is no we really don't care about transcendent god we just care about being allah who is being is wujud the intellect is interested in transcendent god the divine is interested in her revelation and manifestation in these variegating colors in being so we don't go outside of the the colors of being And we don't go inside me as the projection screen. So the projection screen is not that interesting. The projection screen is dark. It's only there to reflect light, to have light come flush against it. So my being as a dark being is only there to be a projection for the divine colors. So I'm not that interesting. What happens when the projection screen hits me is not only interesting, it is everything. So when the divine light hits my projection, what is happening on the screen is everything.
6: Beautiful. Was Zibin Airby tuning into the important function of the gut microbiome that has recently come to light in modern medical science, or was he talking of something else on another level or both?
0: Both, because Ibn Arabi is and that's the beauty of it, I love this passage because it's so physical and messy, and where else are you going to hear defecation and urination in a <laughs> spiritual book? So it's very nice and messy. Uh, what's happening is, it, and it's on both levels, because it's saying that within the senses, the senses are everything, these colors that are variegating in us are everything. And so that is the divine, that is being. And, it's, and, and so when we look at it from what we know now, and it's very recently, very recently, within a decade or so, that people have talked about and studied this, this gut biome, this, this microbiota, and all of that. Um, and, and, and when they come from the materialist or scientific point of view, the idea is that if you have a healthy gut bacteria, then your physical health is good and your emotional health is good, mental and emotional health is good. So you need to, you know, depression. Some of it could be a result of having very poor microbiota inside, and so uh, many physical and mental problems are stem from this. Uh, what's happening inside the gut, but Rabbi says it also mental, physical, mental, and then spiritual. So this these, this gut uh, situation tells us where we are in the vision of the divine on the dune of the visit. So that's uh, so it goes physical, mental, and spiritual. And so he's looking at all of these. And and so what that is is that we raise ourselves to our utmost perfection. So the the gut bacteria has an amana to us as a sacred trust to us. And so that's why we don't want to kill them with antibiotics until unless we have to and then we come back and try to restore our sacred trust in these beings that are helping us. And what they are doing is raising us to our utmost perfection. So they're making our bodies to have the harmonic harmony among contradictions, hot, cold, wet, dry. When all four of those contradictions are working together, then we have we have been raised to our utmost perfection. And then we are a body which is suited to be a body where Zed is breathing into Amr, Amr is breathing into Zed, and we don't know whose breath is whose. And at that point, we can say, I am the one I love and the one I love is I.
6: Could the first chest be given to contact, to communicate, instead of to confront, as it seems to be the first key that unlocks the key to the inner chest and to the treasure?
0: Yeah, first. Oh yeah. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, and are good. Okay, that, that helps. That so, in other words, we look at this as as a twofold process. So the tajeli bounces against us and hits first what's on the outside. Um, it also is coming to us from the line of origin, from the shish kebab of life, and hitting us from the origin and the place of origin, which is the deepest inside of us. So we can't visualize this in three dimensions we don't know in three dimension how something can be on the outside and on the inside and both be the place where the tajeli first strikes so uh we i think in in our three-dimensional world in our three-dimensional lives we see this as something that's happening deep inside and something that's happening far outside so the first thing that confronts and then the deepest innermost part Um, in the shish kebab of life we have no problem understanding that this is a line of origin and the outside and the inside are both the first point of a connection of contact alhamdulillah on the correlation of the senses
6: and spirit it's interesting that each of the concepts associated with seeking knowledge in tasawuf also corresponds to each of the bodily senses seeing hearing tasting smelling touching grasping
0: yeah and so and remember that these senses are prime are primary the first of those senses secondary things are our mental reflection and thinking and intellection and all of these other memory all of these other things uh so Allah, that's the slide that we missed allah works only with the senses because they are the ones that everything else is dependent upon and allah will not work with anything that is dependent on something else that's called shirk and so uh Kash is actually seeing. It's not thinking. It's not having a memory. It's not having a, um, an intellection or, or an intellectual thought. Kash is seeing. You see with your sense. And hearing, you hear. So sama and the sama, when we do the sama in the circle, that is hearing. It's not something that's processed by any other faculty, such as memory or reflection or intellect. And then smelling, we've looked at that is that, that the smell arf, is also this the word for mystic knowledge. So because you can smell something and recognize what you're smelling, what it is, and so yes, those those senses are the way that in tasawwuf the Sufi that you in this path that we receive is through these senses, and they are primary to the senses. They are not the secondary faculties that we have. And so the, the path is the path of love, it's the path of the senses, and the path of the body. And it's not any path of philosophy or intellectual, intellectual ideas or anything. Is, is that why spending
6: time in nature is so important?
0: That's because when we are direct, then we are without intermediary, and that's so very important. because. When when we are in situations where the membrane is thin, when our intellect is is taking a back door as a back step, uh, is taking a step backwards. Um, When we're in nature, when we're in an ocean, when we are in in, in a place that is completely uh, overwhelming to us, um, then we are in a place where we can only perceive directly and we don't perceive through these secondary mechanisms. And so that's why birth, death. Um, And then immersion, oceans, nature, being far away from people, being far away from thoughts, uh, being somewhere and realizing that, uh, you know, I'm in the middle of some mountain uh, and anything could happen to me. I have no control of what's happening to me. Um, I might get lost. I might go hungry. I might go thirsty. Um, To have that experience is to be in this direct sense world. Alhamdulillah. Are the
6: colors not only what we think of as sensual colors but also states
0: yeah so that so that variegation uh is the way that we describe the, the the hal the states and the way we describe colors so ibn Arabi likes to use the word color for states because they just flash over you and by splashing and flashing over us um, we begin to realize well so he saw states which are emotions he saw them as colors and so um, and this and for us it's important to use colors often because coloration uh, is something that is so helpful for us to quit looking at black and white we look at colorations and so we don't find things to be off on or off this or that absolute not absolute we find things to be colorations and all the colors are themselves and therefore pure and divine and so these are states that come over us. Um, and so when when we are dappled in color, that's how we are also emerged uh, in, in states and emotions. And so these emotions are what is being. So they're not something to be removed, and they're not something to be eliminated. They are something to be to be had as flush over us, coming flush over us. And they are not something to be absorbed either. So we don't absorb the emotion. So if I have the emotion of fear or the emotion of of joy, I don't absorb that and make it transform me. It's it's just coming over me. And so it's flush against me. So all of these emotions which come and go, they're coming over me and they're not absorbed in me. And that's the same way that I am made holy and holy apart from the divine so that I do not become divine. And the divine is made holy apart from me so that divine does not become me. And so this separation allows this third area, this the third area of the triptych, to exist, to be.
6: Alif lamim taqin, lodging of treasure chest. Can you elaborate the relationship a bit more, please?
0: So the, the aleph is, so we, all, we do not go outside the fence or inside the fence. So outside the fence is the aleph which is unknowable. So the aleph never touches. And connects with anything else, so the Aleph is the is the letter which does not connect with what comes next, and so by not connecting to what comes next um, she stays outside, and so she is inaccessible so Aziza so inaccessible. So, and this is the Rabbana our Lord descending in the third part of the night to the sky of this world, so the descent from this to the sky of this world and then we pick up with lam so we pick up with the lam which also has the aleph on the line so the la, the the lam is the adjective an adjective connect, connects a noun and a, a a thing with with um some description of a thing is an adjective so the lam is that is this description um, and the description of the divine is what the divine is doing right now and so what the divine is doing right now depends upon a meme so that depends on us being a dark meme so that we have us here we have her there and in this middle in this being that's where everything is happening so that's where the treasure chest resides lodged in our chest so lodged in our chest in this third area this middle area is the place where the divine manifests in me and so Rabbi has that beautiful poem he said that the who when she manifests is humanity so the who when she manifests is humanity and so that's that's where the that's where we are we're and so we don't go outside of humanity and to find who we are in humanity to find who this is divine origin of the of the human being and so the lodging is that allah i am a treasure which is concealed in a treasure chest which i lodged in your chest And so the way that Allah will be known, recognized and loved and worshiped is by us discovering what is lodged inside of our chest. So we don't go outside of our chest outside of the fence to look for Allah to find meaning. We don't go inside ourselves in the sense of me as a projection screen going inside the projection screen does no good trying to leave the projection arena does no good all that does all that is good is that we find in this middle place in the treasure chest lodged in our chest Allah revealing himself to us and wanting to be known recognized loved and worshiped
6: does this mean we're kind of barzak
0: yeah so the barzak is the middle and you got two on these sides yeah so the barzak is the one that can face this way and face that way and so when we face this way that's new so not old and primordial so it's new and when we face this way it's also new and not old and primordial so the divine names are ones which face the divine and face us so the divine names are a barzakh that faces the divine and faces us so there is no living uh, without something that's made alive and something that makes alive so the word divine name living faces the divine and faces us so we are Barzakh, and we are the place where the divine names are playing their roles and playing their playing out their being and this is why all divine names have a right to be and so we accept all the divine names as they come into us we have the uh we have the grace to be able to say i want the next name And so we can ask for the next name to come, but we acknowledge the name that's in us now, flush against us now, and ask for the next one. And so this moving through the divine names is the movement of the inaccessible that, who, she, her manifestation in humanity.
6: Alhamdulillah, Shuaib. We don't have any more questions right now. Um, uh, We might post how to uh, contribute to your work, ongoingly. Um, I don't know, is Aisha here? Yeah, she's
0: had trouble trouble getting on, I think. She's on her phone, I think. Um, Let me go ahead and write, uh, I'll just write the the email out. Um,
6: Okay, or Omar might contribute that. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. That's so, how to reach you directly. was so, what, so inter-
0: this last uh, beautiful comment. One of the things that we that's so interesting about Ibn Arabi. He's always switching genders left and right, and that's a wonderful thing to keep us going. Uh, so we talk about she, he, and then because we have an English and neuter, we talk about it. And so how. uh, when I get to Haq in Ibn Arabi, uh, that's often it, capital I, Uh, when you have Huiya and Zat and Hadrat and Elahi, all of these feminine nouns, then you say she with a capital S, Uh, when you have some of the divine names which are masculine, then you can say H, capital H with he, Um, and so this is how we are going, you know, all over the place with these these genders, with these pronouns, and so um, and, and so we, we use them as, as they're necessary and, as, and, and when they are necessary. Um, and that's why, and when we're talking about love, uh, we, we're using the, the Arabi or this Arabic, um, this, this old Arabic way that uh, in a man writing poetry about a woman doesn't use the woman, uh, her name doesn't, doesn't reveal who the beloved is. And all of that, and that's why we have this beautiful Zayd and Amr, and it's just a wonderful way of, of describing everything. And so we are to put in our own genders and our own selves when we read Zayd and Amr. And so that's, uh, and it could be the same, it could be different, it could be this one and this one's the other, and so on. Um, and so that's the the beauty of, of the or this very gendered understanding that Ibn Arabi gives us and, and teaches us. Um, and so. That's because we're all, we're then saying that in some sense the light is is it, um, and then in some sense the light is he, and in some senses the light is she, and so when that comes together in this middle place, this variegation, um, it comes together in engendered in form, in human form. So um, so we humans uh, have have these uh, have she he and it in, in us, and we are a complete cosmos, and so we have the she he and it. Um, and we are being raised to our utmost perfection by Rab, as so a raised to our utmost perfection is to say, the male part of me gets raised to its, uh, his most utmost perfection. The female part of me gets raised to her utmost perfection. And then the neuter or the true of me gets raised to its highest perfection. So, alhamdulillah. So yeah, I, then... I, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, please. If,
6: yeah, if we talk about inside and outside, aren't we restricting la ilaha illallah
0: um yeah so well the, so the la ilaha illallah uh, for ibn Arabi is generally um something that the intellect has access to and it's something it's, it's a dividing and it's uh saying that there is no god but god um, it's a way of separating and dividing and so it's a way of of saying not that not that um, so what Ibn Arabi says is that that the intellect can handle that and understands that. So the intellect can come up with the idea, and this is from Ibn Tufail, which came became Gulliver's. No, it became I always get this wrong. Robinson Crusoe. It became the story of Robinson Crusoe. That can when you're living on a desert island, deserted island, what can you know? And Ibn Arabi is saying you can know that God is one, so you can know La ilaha illallah. But what you can't know is Muhammad Rasulullah so in our testimony we have both of those we have La, la, la which the intellect understands and Muhammad Rasulullah which the body understands and so the body understands Muhammad Rasulullah and we only know about the divine that the divine wavers and laughs and that the divine comes down to the sky of this word the third remaining part of the night we only know that from the second part of that testimony, Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And so, um, so Ibn Abi is always keeping us these together, that we have an intellect and we have, we have the self uh, that perceives, we have bodies. And so um, the La Ilaha is, is, is helps us begin this separation process. And then the Muhammad Rasulullah begins to tell us that the divine, when she is in manifestation, she is in humanity. alhamdulillah so thanks it's wonderful to see everyone here today beautiful beautiful alhamdulillah.
6: how is how is your writing going do you want to give uh,
0: us a brief update yeah so right now uh so the an illustrated guide has uh to Ibn Harbi has just come out uh with peer press uh mustafa has received the advanced copies and the physical hard copies are coming in mid-March, and so we hope to have those, and so please uh, think about pre-ordering. Uh, Mustafa will give us information about how we should get a hold of those copies. Uh, it's uh, just the photos that he's shown me are just really, really beautiful, so it's gonna be wonderful. At the same time, i working with Nora and Roland on the book 10. So right now, didn't Clark, I think I saw him there somewhere, He's working on the proofreading of, of book nine and Shamir Jamal is also working on the Arabic proofreading of book nine. So that will become volume five. And so volume five inshallah comes maybe April, let's, let's try maybe during Ramadan month. So volume five is moving along well and the illustrated guide has been published. So, all the, and, then, and then I, when Sheikh afaria gives us the divine names of the week, then I just go right right to the Hadrat of these divine names in Ibn Arabi, and that's so much fun. They're like two or three pages, but they're so very dense. So that keeps me always translating besides editing and also doing other kinds of things with Ibn Arabi. Alhamdulillah.